Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust the volume. Do not scratch your eyes. I promise you, you are not dreaming. The return of the Premier League is finally upon us, as in less than 24 hours, Aston Villa will have kicked off their 2022-23 campaign as we introduce another year of optimism, enthusiasm and jubilation. It feels so good to finally be back hosting my preview section of the channel and to make sure we start in impressive fashion, the man joining me to make that possible is Sam from the Back of the Net podcast as we talk all things Bournemouth this weekend. How are you, Sam? Yeah, very good, thank you. Not too bad at all. How does it feel to have football back? Obviously, the return of the season as recording this is just over 48 hours away. How does it feel to be back at the Vitality? Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing my club in action again. Uh, I mean, the Euros, uh, the women's Euros filled a hole and there's been a few friendlies going on, but really there's nothing better than seeing your own team in action. So absolutely looking forward to it, but dreading it at the same time. So a bit of a mixture of emotions for me right now. How does it feel to be Premier League? Obviously, the last time Villa and Bournemouth met, we were both in that relegation scrap and, you know, you might have differing opinions on it, but Villa got... Villa got the hand of um, goal line technology on that one, which could have obviously saved Bournemouth. Um, yeah, how does it feel to be back back in the Premier League? It does feel good because for the long-term stability of the club, I think it's absolutely important that we get the money through the door so we can we can build a tangible legacy that will go on and build our academy, our new training ground, which is under development at the moment. So it's really important for that. In terms of the global exposure as well it's massive we can build a fan base but obviously with our small stadium they're not going to actually be able to see the games but no it's good um lots of media attention just uh the the premier league's a difficult one because the championship was so fun and so enjoyable lots of different grounds uh and also the expectation that we can win every week whereas realistically in the premier league um we're looking at maybe half the games that we're probably going into thinking we can get something from this whereas the other half not so good for instance our second match of the season is away at man city right off already we've got liverpool after that there's arsenal so um there's a lot of trepidation but you know, to be there is such an achievement. So um, it, I'll be lying if I said I'm not excited. I am. But once we're there, it is going to be very difficult. Yeah, I mean, if you hear that, then don't put many Bournemouth players in your fantasy Premier League team. They're not, <laughs> they're not a good bet from the off. Um, no. Now, obviously, this is your first time in the Premier League without Eddie Howe. And we'll, we'll come on to Scott Parker a bit later. But I just want to look a bit deeper into your transfer business so far this summer. So far, I've got here, you've recently signed Marcus Tavernier from Middlesbrough for 10.7 million, which I think is personally a great buy. And then the other two are Joe Rothwell and Ryan Fredericks, both on a free. How would you rate your summer transfer market so far? 
It's really difficult. I think Scott Parker has been complaining in the local press recently about the lack of transfer activity in terms of incomings. Where compared to the end of last season, we lost eight players and now we've gained three, two of which will be injured for the first game of the season. Um, the other one probably won't be involved. So which two, sorry. Uh, Ryan Fredericks and Joe Rothwell, they won't be involved because of slight niggles and um, Tavernier unlikely to be involved as well. So we won't be seeing any of them, sadly, which is a bit frustrating. But in terms of the quality of them, uh, Joe Rothwell's a very good championship player. Whether he can make the step up, I'm not so sure. Uh, you know, I'm sure he will get used. Ryan Fredericks has, has got Premier League minutes under his belt for... Um, the clubs he's played for before and he's perhaps a shrewd acquisition but I, I always get the feeling that the players that we're signing are more long term so that if we did go down they would be ones that would be unlikely to want to go elsewhere Um, they would probably stay with us and stick with us and with them we'd probably have a, a relatively good championship squad we have got a squad elsewhere that's got Premier League experience so it's not it's not, um, you know, completely uh, sort of unfamiliar with the Premier League, uh, but we have lost a number of players as well. So at the moment, we do seem to be very light and uh, certainly defensively as as well, which is, um, yeah, which is a big problem for us. Why do you think it has been such a quiet transfer window for me? I'm I'm not so sure. Scott Parker, as a manager, he's always done his business relatively late, and I think this time round. When Eddie Howe was in charge of AFC Bournemouth, they had a philosophy of not really worrying about building a legacy at first. So it was all about, you know, the signings that we got through the door and trying to, I mean, we were signing Jordan Ibe for 15 million, Dom Solanke for, for 20, Nathan, Nathan Ake for 20, Jefferson Lerma for, for 25 million. We, you know, we were spending a lot of money, but you know, they were players that were keeping us in the Premier League. Now, I think they're not going all guns blazing to keep us in the Premier League. They just want some kind of stability. We would be happy to be a yo-yo club. Absolutely. And I think that's what the board want, really. Um, and I think it's it's been very difficult. It's been a sort of strange climate in football anyway. And uh, there are a lot of targets that have eluded us. And like I say, there are some players that we've been linked with or we've wanted, but the values have been just way too high. So I think, you know, the later on in the transfer, uh, transfer window um, it happens, hopefully their values will decrease somewhat. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think Scott Parker's probably wanted more than what the board have been willing to give him. So there's, there's, there needs to be a compromise somewhere. Yeah, 100%. Um, like you said about Scott Parker, um, obviously I, I watched a lot of him during his Premier League time with Fulham. I was a massive fan of Scott Parker. I liked the way he played. I liked how he conducted himself and I thought he'd keep Fulham up for for a long period of time. Um, Obviously, he came close, but it just wasn't close enough. Do you think it could be second time lucky now that he's had that experience? Do you think he'd be the man to drag Bournemouth out of a relegation scrap? He's got the experience uh, with Fulham and hopefully he will right the wrongs of what happened then. And he'll, he'll use that experience hopefully to his advantage. But my, my fear this time round is that he's changing our system. And when we went up under Eddie Howe, we, we played almost a four, four, two and we stuck with it and we didn't compromise any of our, 
uh, our sort of footballing philosophies at the time. And we were very gung ho side. If you score three, we'll score four, that kind of stuff. It was really entertaining football. But with Parker, he tends to put the handbrake on a little bit more and he's more negative than what Howe is. Very lean defence. We had the leanest defence in the championship last season. I think by making it three at the back rather than four and having the wing backs, I think he's trying to uh, soak up any, uh, you know, because we're, we're playing the likes of Manchester City and Liverpool and, you know, many more sides, you know, who will have a lot of the ball. And defensively, we do need to be stronger. But the change of system at the moment, judging by our pre-season friendlies, it hasn't really worked overly well. So I am concerned about how he's adapting. Um, I would prefer to be going in in the same formation and style like we ended the uh, last season, because whilst it, it wasn't brilliant at times, it did get the job you'd done and it did you sort of allow some attacking flair throughout our side to flourish but this time around I think our sort of you know attacking now is it's going to be few and far between so concerning but um hopefully he's learned from last time I really hope he has yeah certainly and I mean you know anything can happen it could turn out to be brilliant and he keeps you up comfortably um like you said you're still quite short squad wise what what would you be hoping to bring in? Is there any names that you're being linked to positions-wise? Yeah, there's been a few central defenders that uh, we've been linked with over the past few days, uh, which include, well, firstly, actually a goalkeeper. We've been linked with um, Barcelona's number two, Neto, um, which, uh, you know, whether that's going to happen or not, I don't know. But there have been several uh, sources reputable in the in the media that are going to link us with that. I think Mark Travers has been excellent in goal for us. So, uh, you know, I don't really know what would happen there in terms of who would take the shirt. But um, um We've got Marco Sanesi. Um, he, he's, he's, he's an Argentinian who's currently playing his try, uh, trade at uh, Feyenoord. Nat Phillips, who was in on loan from Liverpool with us last season, possibly a loan out again. If not, we would probably buy him. And also uh, Twan Sabi as well from Manchester United as well, who um, I think has just been released. So, uh, you know, someone that I think that we would, you know, love to have uh, with us so there have been a few names but none of them have yet been confirmed I think I think all Villa fans uh, are relatively known to Twan Zabi and his quality obviously we've had him for I think it was three years all on loan now um, mm. he helped get us out of the championship and then we had him in the Premier League and he couldn't quite make the same impact for us it was under Gerrard I think he ended up going back to Manchester United complaining that because Gerard was a Liverpool fan, he didn't want to play him being from Manchester United, which um, certainly ruffled a few feathers. He then went out to Napoli and I think he only played something like 200 minutes from January to the end of the season. So it would be interesting to see how he could fare because I don't think he's really been given a, a run of games to show what he can do in the Premier League. I think he'd be a good signing for you and one that can push you closer towards the drop zone and getting out of it. And I'd like to add a name, uh, Courtney House. I don't know whether he's been linked with you, but the, um, yeah, there have been some rumours about him, actually. So that, you know, that would be ideal. Yeah, Villa have, as of the last few days, actively put him up for sale, saying that he's not needed. So, you know, that would be a relatively cheap fee that you'd pay. And, you know, if you could bring in two of Twanzebi and House, because you play back uh, three central defenders, right? If you could play both of those, then 
yeah, I think that would be really positive for you. Both ball playing defenders, both good in the air. I think that certainly help your chances. Are there any other positions that you're looking for? Is it just at the back? Uh, it's mainly just at the back. We've got a wealth of midfielders, whether they can, I mean, we've got, we've got a number that have got Premier League experience and then up front, we're, we're very much reliant on Dom Solanke not being injured, but you know, Touchwood, he's been, he played every minute of every game last season, almost. Um, well, certainly started every game for us and, uh, he's, he, he's integral and just hopefully we can hit the ground running, but it's that central defensive position that's crucial for us. It's really interesting because I had Mark McAdam from Sky Sports on um, about a month ago. And this was when Villa's Cameron Archer, Stephen Gerrard, hadn't made a decision on his future yet. And and I said to Mark, look, how would Cameron Archer fare about going on loan? Because he said that Premier League teams are interested. And I asked, were Bournemouth one of them? Because he's very close to Bournemouth and he wouldn't give me an answer. So I wonder whether there would have been links there to go in and be back up to Dominic Solanke. But obviously Gerard has chosen to keep him this season. How do you feel going into the season with just Dominic Solanke relying on goals? It's it is a worry. I mean, we've got we've got Kiefer Moore. That I mean, uh, the way he he dragged us to promotion was unbelievable. Really, I mean, he only sort of started four games for us and scored a load of goals. I mean, his goals to minutes ratio must be off the hook based on based on the end of the season. But whether he can cut it in the Premier League, we're not really sure. I don't think so, to be honest. I think he's more of a plan B um, that can offer something different with his height. He very good with his feet as well, but also he can accompany Dom Solanke up front if we went, say, to a to a three five two. We've also got Jamal Lowe as well, that's uh, known in the Championship level for for scoring goals. But again, it's a case of can they make the step up? We've got a number of like wide forward players as well, but it's it's really low Kiefer Moore and Dom Solanke. So. Uh, you know, I'm just hoping that, you know, Dom's injury record was good. So if it stays intact, then yeah, we should be all right. But, you know, like we do need some good backup. And I think it will just be a case of um, seeing how things go. I think the board are probably willing to make some astute signings between now and the end of the transfer window. And then, you know, come January, see where we are. And then if we've got a chance of staying up, they'll probably put some money into the project. If not, I expect it will be more long-term signings, so it'll be interesting to see. That's really interesting to hear, actually, because, you know, a lot of clubs seemingly do that now, is that they almost hold off in the summer, and then in January they'll they'll tend to splash the cash a bit more, which always finds bizarre to me, because if you're down and in that danger zone, then, you know, adding a few players in... It, it can always tend to go wrong because some signings take time to bed in. We saw it with Burnley. They brought in Wout Weghorst, who in the Bundesliga is a great player and scores goals for fun, but he took his time to adjust. Towards the end of the season, we started seeing some promising signs from him, but Mm. by that time, their fate was almost sealed. They'd gone down and then suddenly he's going, well, I don't really want to be here anymore, so so I'm going to go. Whereas if you get them in from the summer, it gives them time to bed in. You know, loads of managers say, I want my signings in before pre-season, as difficult as that is now becoming for lower league clubs. I think Villa have found that as well, struggling in to, to get some of their signings in before pre-season. With a, with a level-headed thinking cap on, what would you like to expect from this season? What do you see of AFC Bournemouth this season? 
I'd like to see us be competitive. I mean, the, we never in the championship. I'm sorry, I keep talking about it, but it was it was just a great league. But you know, we were always in games. We were never uh, more than two goals behind at any stage. So I would like to think that we can bring some of that defensive solidity, even though we're short at the moment. The mentality, at least, will help us at least stay in games. Now, I'm not talking about your Man Cities and your Liverpools and you know all those top teams because there's no chance they will absolutely blow us away. However, I think that against some of the mid-table teams, I'd like to just see us be competitive. And it would be nice to see us pull a few wins out of the bag early doors. Now, I've I've watched a few preview shows already and many Villa fans are saying that, you know, they can't not win. They have to win on Saturday. And I don't blame them for thinking that. They're seeing what's going on at Bournemouth and thinking, you know, they're in a right mess. We need to get three points here. But for us... We've got you guys, we've got Manchester City, we've got Arsenal, we've got Liverpool, and then we've got Wolves at home. That's terrible. And I think that's part of the reason why the transfer business is maybe we're stalling on a little bit because it's not the end of the transfer window on Saturday. We've still got, you know, the best part of a month, you know, to go. And many of those matches, let's face it, uh, you know, they are write-offs. So it's not that important to get the business done right away. Villa and Wolves are the ones that we're focusing on as maybe we can get some points there. So, but, you know, further than that, I just, I just really hope that we can be competitive and just get some surprise wins every now and then, because look, we've got a squad that's more experienced than the last time we got promoted. It was a bit different then because we had Eddie Howe. We had a siege mentality. We had a togetherness that I'm not too sure we have this time. And we managed to prove people wrong and we finished 16th. So if we could do that again, happy days. But um, it, it is going to it is gonna be a big, big ask, I think. Terrible, terrible question. But if I had to push you for a position that you think you're going to finish, head and heart maybe, if you want to go for two. All right. Well, heads, I think, unfortunately relegated. Uh, there have been so many videos that we've been watching and podcasts that we've been listening to. I think one pundit passed as 19th, which we were like, oh, brilliant. You know, that, that's really good for us because most have said 20th. Uh, we personally said 18th. Uh, that was with our, that was with our head, with our heart, 17th, but no higher than that. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I mean, if it helps you feel any better, now I am notoriously bad at predictions, right? There is a website that's come out where you predict every single league game and it calculates the results. So I went through 38 match weeks wow. and put in every single result. It took me about 10, 15 minutes. Um, if it's any consolation, I had you finishing 14th. 
Uh, um, wow. On 37 points. However, I wouldn't, any Bournemouth fans, if you're listening, I wouldn't get too overexcited because my bottom three were Crystal Palace, Southampton and Brentford. So, yeah. you know, if that comes, then you know who to thank. Um, I think I think there's a number of Premier League fans who are going to be not surprised, but they're going to think that the same Bournemouth of three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, is going to be gracing the league this time. The style is going to be completely different, uh, sadly, and that's down to Eddie Howe. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I I would I would take fourteenth. I would yeah, absolutely take that, of course, but I can't see it. <laughs> Well, to save some misunderstanding, do you want to go into further detail about what you should expect from a Scott Parker Bournemouth side? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a team that like to play out from the back. Uh, We pick and choose our moments to attack. I wouldn't say we're free flowing, but we're a possession based side. Obviously, that's probably going to happen less in the Premier League. And I think the way he's uh you know forming the side at the moment indicates that we'll we will have less of the ball but we need to uh, we need to pick our moments we need to be clinical we've got we've got some really really young hungry wing backs uh well on the left hand side we've got jordan zamura who's who's a young lad that came through the academy adam smith on the right hand side he's not young he's been around for ages but we've got a number of young players within the squad that are very hungry and very you know they're very willing to work hard problem is unlike previous managers that we've had when we go one nil up it's almost like parker says that's it job's done let's just sit back and soak it up almost like england used to or maybe even still do in in the world cups and euros uh, and for bournemouth fans like we we were quite entitled under eddie howe really we we watched some brilliant football went all the way from the bottom of league two to one season finishing ninth in the premier league which is just for a little seaside club like us it was absolutely incredible but we watched entertaining football now it's not entertaining but you can't argue that scott parker didn't get the job done so i think it's not going to be brilliant to watch the season but there will be a few results that we'll get that will surprise people um but i think that kind of football has a has a shelf life in the Premier League more so than it would in the Championship. So I think we'll probably get found out a lot more. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's not going to be riveting. And put it this way, when you've got Bournemouth v like anyone on your Super Sunday, it's probably one that you probably want to miss on Sky Sports. <laughs> what a way to sell yourself. Well, let's let's move over to my club for a second, Aston Villa. Obviously, you know, the majority of our viewers are actual Villa fans. So, it's always nice to hear a neutral point of view, maybe not something that you'd be expecting to hear or not something you've heard before. How close attention have you paid to Villa summer and what do you think you can expect from Villa on the weekend? I think it's going to be really exciting. I mean, your, your front, your front three that I think you'll possibly be starting with. I mean, I don't know, but I I would say it would possibly be Coutinho, Ollie Watkins and some people have been saying Leon Bailey as well but whether that would be the case or not I'm not too sure but you know that you know that in itself is frightening for a defense that may contain a player that played one minute of championship football last season and previously he played for Fleetwood that's you know that's a worry in in midfield the likes of Louise Kamara uh, obviously John McGinn who's just got the captaincy you know really strong and I, you know what it's 
Villa are, are a likable team and they've got a likable fan base as well. And I, we've, um, we played them four times in the Premier League year. I think we, we beat them three times. We beat you three times and lost the once, but you know, they were always good games of football. And Steven Gerrard is like slowly bringing his, you know, style of football, um, you know, like into Villa Park. And obviously he, you know, it, it helped to sign people like um you know like philippe uh, coutinho but obviously like your new signings that you've got as well through the door that's going to strengthen you as well i think i think it could be quite an exciting season for you and i think i would love to be in your position now because i think that two of the three promoted sides will be going down probably us and fulham and then one other maybe brentford second season syndrome maybe southampton I'm, i'm not so sure but you've got no worries about that. So, you know, like you don't really have to look over your shoulder. You just need to look forward. And it's a case of what you can achieve. But there are so many teams that are in that bracket as well, like Newcastle, you know, like with all the money that they've got, can they get, uh, can they get a top 10 finish? Can they challenge for Europe? Uh, you know, Villa will be, will be, I, you know, should be like trying for top 10. But, you know, if you do, I think, you know, that's pretty good. But, you know, I'm excited to see sort of um, how it all works for Steven Gerrard this season. I really am. Obviously, Steven Gerrard and Scott Parker, both incredible midfielders in their time. How do you rate Steven Gerrard as a manager and what he's achieved so far? Yeah, I think, you know, I think he's sound. I mean, it's obviously, um, he did wonders at Rangers and, you know, moving to, you know, the Premier League is like, is a different kettle of fish, even though they're sort of Scottish football fans will always say different. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think he's a great manager and, um, he seems quite level headed and a bit like Eddie Howe in some ways. He, he never gets too high when you win and like never gets too low when you lose. And which is, I think is a quite an important trait because that provides some stability for the players. And I think he seems to be a good man manager as well. You watch, um, you know, some of his pieces with Gary Neville on, on YouTube and stuff. And he does come across really well and actually really likable as well. But you also get the impression that, that there is a side to him as well, that if he needs to get angry and he needs to, um, you know, you know, provide the hairdryer treatment for any of his players, he will. So I can imagine he's, he's brilliant to play for. And I'm, I'm sure he'll get the, he, you know, he will get the best out of the players that he's got there for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that's really nice to hear from someone that isn't a Villa fan because it shows that it's clearly coming across. Um, let's move more into detail about the game this weekend obviously from a Bournemouth perspective do you feel confident about the team that you put out or do you think that there could be some some mystery places up for grabs where Scott Parker could surprise you if you could name your starting 11 what you think it would be now who do you think you'd go for yeah I think I probably could so it would be Mark Travers in goal for Bournemouth Um, we'd have a defensive three of Lloyd Kelly, uh, Wales International, Chris Mepham in the middle, and then possibly James Hill on the right-hand side, who's the untried one, one minute against Barnsley last season. So that'll be interesting to see how he copes. Um, then Jordan Zamora on, on, as left wing back, and then, you know, relative veteran Adam Smith, who, you know, very wily player uh, at right wing back. And then in front of them, it'll, it'll almost be a, a double pivot, of Lewis Cook, 
who's brilliant. I he he's a great player and he'll he'll flourish in the Premier League. Alongside Jefferson Lerma, uh, who is a you know strong, tough tackling Colombian that uh yeah, he'll he'll pretty much do anything to win the ball. He's one of these players that's uh uh more astute with the dark arts uh, than than we'd like to you know if put it this way i wouldn't want him to be on the opposition so i'm i'm glad that we've got him and therefore we love him um aside from that then you've got your three forwards yeah dom solanke up top you'll have uh ryan christie on the right hand side as well and probably attacking left midfielder got phil billing who's a you know lanky six foot five dane should score more goals with his head than he does, but he he is a player that can cause a lot of grief. And he has scored against Villa as well before. So, um, yeah, I'd like to see him on the pitch too. I remember Philip Billing causing us all kinds of trouble. And I think he's the type of player you need in the situation that you're in. I've always been a big advocate that every team in the Premier League needs that player who's not technically the best player on the pitch, but he is the best little bastard that you can find on the pitch. <laughs> and I, I refer to John McGinn as that. And one that I think heavily is Luke Ayling at Leeds. So I think they're really helpful players to have. Um, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, you were mentioning about how good your record against us is. And the one time we have beat you in the Premier League, it was on the opening day of the season. And we did, in fact, go down that year. Um, yeah. And then obviously... Last time out when you got relegated and we were both in the relegation battle, you actually did the double over us 2-1 on both occasions. Yeah. If I could push you for a score prediction for this weekend, what do you think it could be? I'm not going to go negative. I could, but I won't. I think, I've, and I've said this on our own show earlier, I think it could be a repeat of the our first game of the season last season. We played the baggies then and we drew two all and I'm going for a two all draw. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I said 2-1. I don't think it will be as easy as some people make it out to be. I'd be very surprised. I wouldn't be very surprised, sorry, if it was a very scrappy affair with a late winner coming, obviously, hopefully on my end from a Villa perspective. I will be in the away end, so you always welcome a late winner then. Um, and just to round it off, I always like to ask our guests one non-football related question. So I had to look all the way back to the end of last season for this one. And this one is, what would you name your boat if you had one? <laughs> wow. What would it, what would I name my boat if I had one? Well, how do you know I haven't? Oh, I haven't. Um, you know what? I haven't had any invites. That's how. <laughs> yeah. Um, am I allowed to use a footballing answer, even though it's a non-footballing question? Completely up to you. Take it. Yeah, you know what? I'd, I'd, call, I'd call my boat probably Eddie. Because that man is like the legend of AFC Bournemouth. I'd call it Eddie Howe or something along those lines because um absolutely love the guy. It's going to be so, so weird when we play Newcastle this season. Uh, we're going up there in September. But either way, um, legend and nothing could ever take his name at all. So that's what my boat would be called. Will he get a good reception then from Bournemouth fans? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Absolutely will. Can't Returning wait. hero then, yeah. Yeah, big time, big time. Perfect. So if I could just ask you a question to move forward on to next week's preview, anything, anything you might like. What? Inter- oh, oh, right. So I'm asking the question for the... You That's- are. And if I could make it any clearer, I don't know whether this will affect your judgment, but we have Everton, so it'll be a scouser. It'll be a 
Scouser. Okay. Um, you know what? I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll ask, I'll ask something fairly straightforward. Um, what's your favorite film and why? Perfect. That does the job. Thank you very much for joining me. No worries at all. Enjoyed it. Ah, well, it feels so good to be back talking about the return of domestic football. Thank you so much to Sam from the Back of the Net podcast for making this preview possible. Make sure to pay a visit to their channel and follow us as well if you don't already at 7500 to halt on Twitter, whilst my handle is SebastianBacon8. Whatever team you support, enjoy the remaining hours stress-free before the return of domestic football and make sure to enjoy following your club up and down the country and potentially even Europe whilst maintaining safe and healthy. That's all from me for this episode. I'll be back next week to preview the return to Villa Park against Everton and I hope to see you all there. Thank you for listening. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 